Hey, welcome to I Think, the show where I tell you what I think. My name is Q Reyes, and we're going to talk about the Dominican-Haitian conflict and what's going on there. If you don't know, there's, you know, Dominicans are deporting Haitians, and you need to stop because you don't know. You don't know the history. You don't know what's going on in that island. You don't. You really don't understand why it's happening. So stop with your Facebook post condemning and you don't know what, you don't know the real history. So until you go back and you look at why this is happening, then you need to refrain from any kind of opinion. That's my opinion. And also we're gonna talk about Puerto Rico going broke. Who knew? Uh, everybody knew <laughs> for a long time that Puerto Rico was going broke. Okay, that's not anything new. It's not a surprise. Uh, it's been a situation that's been developing for many years. So the fact that it's coming to light now and people want to post it on Facebook and whatever is like that's just just shut up because you don't know what's really going on there. What's the political move behind uh, all this uh, bankruptcy Puerto Rico thing happening right amongst a new election coming up. So you, you need to understand a lot of things before you make a decision about what's really going on. But before all of that, I want to talk about Donald Trump. And uh, yeah, everybody's talking about Donald Trump, but I, I want to not talk about Donald Trump. I want to talk about people that talk about Donald Trump. Y'all need to shut up. Donald Trump has been talking reckless for many years and no one's stepped up to him. No one's ever called him out on anything. But now, since uh, people are, you know, are, 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 the media is coming after him and they want to bring him down and they are bringing him down, then now every actor, every celebrity, every Latino wannabe activist is out there talking mess when they never stood up when the time was right to say, yo, Donald Trump, you you racist. No one ever said that till now. So all these celebrities and actors that want to uh, speak out, shut up and stop using publicity uh, because you have no backbone. Everybody was taking Donald Trump's money and everybody was doing his shows and his universe and all of this and no one said anything about the way he is, but now that the dog is down, everybody wanna join and kick him. But let's go back to this Dominican-Haitian conflict. See, understand this. Hispaniola, Hispaniola in Espanol, uh, is the island where ha Haiti is one side and the Dominican Republic is over here on the eastern side. So it's, it's divided and Haiti was a French colony and uh, Dominican Republic was, that, that side of the island was a Spaniard a colony from Spain. So there's always been that conflict there from two countries that were the dominating forces in, the, in these two areas of, of the same island. Also, it's an island where Christopher Columbus first stepped foot in America. It's like historic. There's so much history in that island, it's crazy. And a lot of people don't understand that it's not all good history. This is the place where they brought the slaves into America first. This is this was a distribution center for a lot of the slavery in the United States and South America, all of that. They brought them there and then they were distributed. It was almost like a shipping, like a shipping and handling center right there. So you had these slaves that came from different tribes. They already had conflicts, not uh, because of slavery, but because their tribes might have been at war when you know when they got picked up and brought over here so now they put in all these slaves into this island uh that don't speak the same language you know they don't know each other they're strangers for all they know they put them in the same island so on top of this on top of this island on top of bringing all these slaves there and already that they didn't get along they want they brought too many slaves 
So what happened? The slaves revolted and the slaves kicked the, the forces that be out of there. Well, in theory. Uh, but all of the racism stayed behind. So a lot of the light-skinned people, a lot of the, the people that were mixed, a lot of people that were still white, uh, they were still in control of the lands and, and, and technically, and they were also in control of uh, the politics. So this created even more conflict because now you have uh, slavery, you have racism, you have uh, tribal conflicts, you had geographical co uh, conflicts, you had countries fighting over this island. You know, a lot of countries went in trying to get get a hold of it because it was a very piece, a, a very strategic piece of real estate in, in in the Caribbean. So that that was that's a bomb. That's a time bomb. So a lot of things happen. You need to just look it up because this this is the the rich culture. It's so much in that little island. So much that it's hard to explain in this little video. So basically, at about 1844, um, Dominican Republic claimed their independence from Haiti. Yes, Haiti was in charge of the whole island. Uh, they took over the island and don't think that the Haitians were nice. The Haitians, I mean, to rule that kind of, of a geographical place, you need to have a strong hand. So they, they weren't really uh, necessarily the nicest people to, for example, the Dominican uh, people. The Dominicans felt they were oppressed uh, and they, they saw the Haitians as oppressors at the time so they claimed their independence in 1844 and that was supposedly it you know okay well we're independent and and all of that they claimed their independence from Haiti by the way not from anywhere else um, then a, a lot of conflicts still happening and the cultures were different in 1937 around there uh, this happened through 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 a period of time where Trujillo which was one of the uh, governors uh, or presidents of uh, the Dominican Republic uh, order all these uh, border cleanups and then they started uh, killing Haitians at the border and it was a slaughter it was it was horrible I'm talking about thousands 20,000 25,000 Haitians died right there at the border uh, by orders of Trujillo who was the representative for the Dominican Republic so you can see how that didn't set very well with with the Haitians and um, and a lot of that, that's just there's just a few examples of, of the conflicts that have been going on back and forth between the nations see people think that Dominicans are being wrong but really when when Haitians go over to the Dominican Republic they're not treated well the, the Dominican Republic is already a third world country so it, they almost get treated like a seventh world country like the Haitians when they come over there and it's really sad and it's unfortunate and it shouldn't be happening it's the same thing that America does with when when people from Latin America come into this country you know and they want to at least here people have rights and they have basic human rights where they're not being mistreated over there people get treated it's Haitians in particular get treated pretty bad especially dark-skinned Haitians get treated pretty bad actually race is very different over there it's not about necessarily about being black it's about you know that cultural stigma that comes from being the darker skin because a lot of people are dark skin but there's there's ranges all the way you know to white white dominicans and haitians all the way to black black dominicans and haitians and it's a spectrum and that was built into the island you gotta understand that was built into the politics because if people are are fighting over so such many things as racism 
then they don't have time to really build a country. And after the earthquake in Haiti, um, you know, people, I mean, there's no structure there. I mean, the people lost their homes, families, they lost everything. So obviously the thing to do would be, well, let's go to the Dominican Republic. At least we get treated like, we get treated bad over there, but at least we'll find some food. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll at least find a roof somewhere. You know, I mean, it's a bad situation. Now let's talk about this, like why hasn't the United States or a lot of the countries really put a lot more emphasis in helping uh, this this island here and, and these people? One, there's no resources there. There's no oil in Haiti. There's no oil in the Dominican Republic. So why the heck are we gonna go there? That's the way that it's seen, right? Also, they're like, well, you guys kicked us out. The slaves revolted and you guys wanted your own island. There you go, you deal with it. Because there's no other rationale why we help every other country in the world and we have the poorest nation right at our footsteps. You know, think about it, like why? Unless there's racism, could it be? Could it be that Haitians' lives don't matter? Could it be that Dominicans' lives don't matter? Could be a possibility. I don't know. We got to ask the politicians what they think about it or if they even know where Haiti is. Now, let's move on. Let's move on to this Puerto Rico going bankrupt. And um, that, you know, that's my home. That's where I'm from. I'm very sad about that. But I've been sad about that for a long time. I mean, uh, the situation has been bad there for many, many years. And I think now that, the, you know, the, the election is coming up. All these issues are, are rising, but you really have to look at why has this problem been ignored for so long? And it comes down to, you know, the politics in Puerto Rico are are horrendous. I, you know, the politicians, they, they, you know, politicians, they, they just, they just, it's just a horrible job. You know, it shouldn't be a job. I think, in my opinion, politicians shouldn't get paid. Politicians, if you really want to help your country, then you do it for free and if you want to make money because you have a family then don't be a politician you know i think politicians shouldn't get paid for being politicians i think politicians should do it because they want to do it it's a sacrifice you're sacrificing for your country and if you're not willing to do that then you're not the right man for the job because you're open to be corrupt bottom line is this people are fed up in puerto rico it's it's been a mess for a long time there there's no jobs uh we don't really have a a, a real product that we can export and make money out of it our our product is really united states giving us money that's our main uh, source of income and when you become so dependent on on someone else then you really just just you really have no soul you know you lost who you really are and there's a big debate in Puerto Rico about okay should we become a state should we should we become independent should we stay as we are in every election Puerto Ricans of, of voting age can decide whether to become a state remain a commonwealth or become independent and it's never really changing it's always kind of um, the same people wanted to be independent which is minority most people wanted to stay a commonwealth and then there's other people that um, that want to become a state and Oh, the answer really is a, it's a very difficult one because they each come with their pros and cons. But the way um, I see becoming independent is like 
Look at the example around us. Look at the Dominican Republic. They're independent. Look at Haiti. They're independent. Look at Cuba. Uh, well, they're communists, but, you know, they've also been abandoned by the world um, around them. Uh, finally, we're opening up the, the relations with Cuba, but that doesn't guarantee that they're going to be in a better place anytime soon. So becoming independent means that we just join those nations in that struggle. And... That's really, to me, that's not really the answer at this point. But also becoming a state comes with a lot of, um, a lot of strings attached. Uh, we, you know, Puerto Rico has its own culture and Puerto Rico is its own thing. And becoming a state means that we're going to lose a lot of that because now we have to assimilate to this nation, which in a way we already have given up a lot of, of our own heritage in order to to be part of, of, of this country. And I don't think anybody uh, is is upset about that. I think we've gained a lot and we, we lost a lot, but we gained a lot as well. But remaining remaining to be a commonwealth means that the situation economically continues to deteriorate because Really, the politicians there, to me, they just kind of go unchecked. They're, they just, they just, they're just running wild in a way, you know. And, and people are are kind of have their hands tied because what do you really do? What do you do when your government is corrupt? What do you do? I mean, what what is there for you to do? I mean, do you speak up and not change anything? Do you, um, what do you do? You know, there's nothing you can do. You know, you just, you just, well, in theory, uh, there's nothing you can do because you just kind of sit there and you watch the injustice takes place over and over again, everywhere in this country, in the United States, there's injustice everywhere. But it uh, doesn't matter if you don't like it. doesn't matter if you post on Facebook about all the things that are wrong in this country. It doesn't change a thing. And the fact that people believe that your vote can actually change things, uh, you really living in La La Land. I think that voting is, is in a way the trick to making you think that you have any kind of say on anything. You don't have any say on anything. You don't have a say on your local school board, let alone the United States government. So be realistic with your expectations of change. And trust me, it doesn't matter how much you want change. The change that happens is the change that is allowed to happen. Gay marriage is happening because that was allowed to happen. If it wasn't allowed to happen, it wouldn't happen. It doesn't matter if you like it or not. It wasn't allowed to happen for many years. So now it's allowed to happen. You see how that works? It has nothing to do with you. It has to do with what's allowed and what's not. And you have nothing to do with, you know, your opinion has nothing to do with what's allowed and what's not. You know, um, and, you know, just like in a lot of things in this country, like healthcare or whatever. Now people think, oh, well, now we have access to healthcare. It's like, come on, man, people can't afford healthcare. Like, it doesn't matter if you make it accessible when people don't have a job to pay for it. And now when they have a job, they got to pay this outrageous money to have healthcare that's really not adequate anyway. I'm upset with all of these things. And... I've come to the conclusion that I'm not going to be able to change it. Neither are you. 
So you can either accept it and keep going or you can reject it and keep going. Those are your choices. So that's what I think that's been this episode. And um, this is as much as I can do as far as contributing to the, what's going on out there. This is as far as I can take it. And everyone else, you know, you can think you're making a difference, but bottom line, um, you just staying busy because there's, you, you're not making a difference and your opinion does not matter. That's bottom line. We can go ahead and open, write an open letter to Congress if you want and see how, see how far that takes you. So just wanted to say that. Those are my two pieces. That's what I think. I'm out. Hey.